So the governors and sets up sought to find some charge against Daniel. Now, when you do good, you are going to find accusers. Hallelujah. When you do good, there are times that you are going to find people that are not going to be happy with what you are doing. You are going to face opposition. There was one time the children of Israel, they wanted to rebuild the walls of, Je of, of Jerusalem that had fallen down. But the word of God says, Sanballat and some of his men came against, against them to oppose the good that they were about to do. When you seek to build a kingdom for God, you are going to face some opposition. You are going to face some resistance. In your own life, when you purpose to say, you know what, I want to be a person of prayer. You are going to face some impediments. You are going to find that there are some things that are going to demand of your time. The time that you wanted to allot, allot to seeking God, you are going to find that there are some things that are going to spring up that want to oppose you spending time with God. Daniel was doing good. An excellent spirit was in him. That the, that the king said, this man is different. I have to set him over as a governor because of an excellent spirit within him. The spirit of God distinguished him from everybody else. So much that what he was about began to cause other people to be jealous of him. Began to cause other people to envy what he had. Hallelujah. They envied the, 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 the nature of relationship he had with the king. When you are, when you have a, a relation, uh, when we talk of our relationships, we have what we call horizontal relationships. Then we have vertical relationships, right? Hallelujah. So those relationships, we have the relationship that we have with God. We know that one, that relationship that we have with God determines also how we relate with people in this, in this realm, right? The word of God says, how can you love God? That you have not seen, yet do not love the neighbor that you, you see on a daily basis. So what is this saying? It's God determining how we dwell with men. He is saying, if you are going to be a person that loves me, it also has to show in that how you love your fellow brethren. You cannot just say you love God that you cannot see and not love the people that you see on a daily basis. So our relationship with God also governs how we interact with men. To such an extent that the relationship that Daniel had with God determined how he related to those in authority. Those in authority respected the life of Daniel. Those in, in authority, they, 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 they looked at and regarded Daniel highly because there was something different about him. I know sometimes we, be say, we, say, sometimes we hear people saying, as long as I'm okay with God, I don't care what people say about me. How can you be okay with God whom you have not seen, but you're not okay with the people that you dwell with on a daily basis? Your relationship with God determines or you demands for things to be okay with your brethren. Your word says when you have an offering, if you, have, if you bring an offering to the house of the Lord and you remember there that you have something against your, your brother, the word of God says leave that offering there, go and reconcile yourself to your brother, then come back and offer that offering, right? Your relationship with God is determining how you relate with people, right? We don't live in a vacuum. Amen. People have got to see something about us, and it has to they have to desire the God that we have. 
The greatest ministration, I always say, is where we minister with our life. Where people say, I envy that life. I want to be like so and so because of the relationship that they have with God. People looked at the relationship that Daniel had with God. His king said, this man is different. He is worthy to put over as a governor over my kingdom. Because of something different and unique within him. The word of God tells us, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there an error or fault found in him. Hallelujah. There was nothing that he could be blamed. He was blameless. Jesus says, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. He was beyond reproach. Right? They said they tried to find fault. But sometimes as people, I always say this, we try to justify ourselves at the time. I'm just a person. I make mistakes. How many times have we had people saying that? I'm just a person. <laughs> I make mistakes also, right? We are giving an excuse. Sometimes it's a situation that demands for you to say, you know what? I wronged you. I'm sorry. Right? But sometimes we make an excuse. I'm just a person also. I, I make mistakes, right? We are not taking account or we are not being accountable for our actions because we are giving that an ex as an excuse. But here we find a man that they could not find a fault with. They could not find anything to blame him on. A faithful man in the kingdom of God, serving God faithfully. They looked for a fault and they said the only thing that we can find against this man, it has to be about his God. It has, a, it has to be about how he worshiped he, he worship his God. If we are going to find fault, it's not going to be in that he steals money. If we are going to find fault with him, it's not going to be in that he is a liar. If we are going to find fault in him, it has to be about how he is radical for his God. It has to be about how he is sold out for his God. Hallelujah. When they want to find fault concerning you, what do they point at? Do they say that person prays too much? That person believes in God too much. His faith is too radical. Hallelujah. Oh, we find this man, hallelujah, his belief and his standing in God was too radical for their compromise. Hallelujah. Sometimes your faith and your standards have got to be too radical for the compromise of the people that you dwell with. Hallelujah. Daniel's compromise was too radical even for their level of, 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 of righteousness. Hallelujah. They could not find a fault with them. They looked for something. They found nothing. Hallelujah. Then this man said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and says to the king, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdoms and the advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm, a firm decree that whosoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. When you are serving God, there are times that the enemy will try to, to set some traps for you. 
will try to put snares in your way so that you stumble. Hallelujah. But I thank my God. The word of God says he gives angels charge over me lest I dash my feet against a stone. Hallelujah. Daniel, they found, they began to set a trap for Daniel. They began to orchestrate Daniel's demise. Hallelujah. When you serve God with all your heart, this world, because of its standard, will set to set traps for your demise. But you've got to stand on your God. Daniel said, I'm not going to compromise. They said, if any man worships any God for 30 days, or king, that is not you. Let that person be put to death. If they say to you, we are not going to worship God for 30 days, some of you will not encounter a difference in their lives. Because God is a second thought. But to Daniel, God was not an afterthought. God was all to Daniel. He was his all in all. The word of God says, and Daniel as he was, as was customary to him, that he would seek God three times a day. He would pray facing Jerusalem and say, God, hear me. So this surely, the, Daniel did as he did. Hallelujah. He went and he kneeled before his God and said, God, look, they seek to separate me and you. Look, they seek for me to worship men. There are many things of this world that seek your attention, that seek your worship, but will you bow down to them to worship them? Or will you worship the true God? Even problems, sometimes they come seeking for you to worship them. But Daniel said, my worship will not be disturbed by my circumstances. My worship will not be disturbed by my condition. Hallelujah. Does your condition affect your worship or your praise of God? Or do you praise God in season and out of season? The word of God says men ought always to what? To pray. Lifting up what? Holy hands in season and out of season. Daniel could have said, God, where are you? How come they put this decree? Don't you know that I love you? Why is it going like this? He could have gone to question God. Hallelujah. But Daniel did not question God or the sovereignty of God. But he still trusted God. When you don't move the mountains that I need for you to move, what will I do? I will still trust in you. What do you do when your foundations are shaken? Will you still trust in God? Will you still call upon the name of the Lord? Or your calling upon God is determined by whether things are okay in your life. Daniel said even though they are seeking to find fault concerning my life, though they have set traps and snares for me, Lord, I will still worship you. I will still praise you. Hallelujah. Now, verse 8, I want you to see something. It says, now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, and Persians which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. So according to the law of the, uh, of the Medes and the Persians, once a law is signed, there is no rejecting it. So they were saying, in other words, we want to make sure that the fate of Daniel is sealed. We want to make sure that the demise of Daniel is certain. So they were putting the king in a corner to where the king could not even reverse whatever decree he was given. 
So the, 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 the fate and the destiny of Daniel was sealed thereby. When the king signed this decree, saying there is no man that is supposed to worship any other god. If anyone is found worshiping any other god in the next 30 days, that person is going to be put to death. In other words, they had already dug a grave for Daniel. And they had placed, placed Daniel in that grave when the king signed that decree. In life, there are many people that are going to write you off. There are many people that are going to write you off and seal your fate and say so and so they will never amount to anything. So and so they will never drive a car. So and so they will never get married. So and so they will not encounter success. They will not be prosperous in this world. That seal was, was, was signed. The fate of Daniel was signed. They dug a grave. They placed him in the grave. Even though Daniel was still walking and breathing. But in their minds, Daniel was a dead corpse. Daniel was a dead body. To some people, when they see you walking, they see a dead corpse. They see a useless somebody. They see a useless somebody. They do, when, when they look at you and they look at your family, they say because of your family, uh, nobody in your family has ever done such a thing. Nobody has owned a business in your family. How dare you? Who do you think you are? No one has ever graduated in your family. So who do you think you are? That you think you can surely earn a degree. That you think you can run a business and that business be successful. There are other people that look and say, how can you think such a way? Hallelujah. Because they dug a grave and they put you in that grave even though you are still walking but they see a dead corpse. The seal of Daniel had been signed. Daniel was living but this faith was sealed. Hallelujah. They knew that they had put a trap, a snare that Daniel could not escape from. Hallelujah. There are traps that had been set for you so that you could not escape. But this morning, I'm glad to tell you that you are going to escape. This morning, I'm, I'm glad to tell you that your way is being made. Today, I'm glad to tell you that no weapon that is formed against you will prevail. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. You are going to make it. You are going to make it. You are not going to die, but you are going to live. Hallelujah. So they took, they sealed, the king took and he signed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians. A law that could not be changed. Sometimes according to the standards of this world, according to history, hallelujah, according to where you come from, according to your background, according to your experiences, hallelujah, according to your experiences, you cannot change the course of your life. Hallelujah. According to what you have been through, things cannot go a different way for you. Because law that we know, when we live in this world, we live according to the law of this world, according to the law of gravity, that if I go up, I'm surely going to come down, right? I cannot violate that law as long as I'm operating within this realm. I'm subjected to that law. Hallelujah. You have been through some things that have subjected you to, certain, uh, to a certain determined destination. That's why the word of God says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans to, what? to prosper you 
and not to harm you. There are plans for a what? An expected end. Hallelujah. Sometimes this world marks an expected end for us. But I love my God. Because when he says yes, no one can say no. When he says yes, no one can say no. When he opens a door, no one can close it. When he makes a way, no one can blot it out. He is the Lord that makes a way in the, in the wilderness. He parts the seas for me. That I walk on dry ground. It doesn't matter how impossible the situation looks up when the children of Israel were running against Pharaoh. They said we have run against him. Now, but when they got to the Red Sea, they found the sea was flooded and behind them the enemy was coming. Their, seal, their fate was sealed. They looked back. They said to Moses, did you bring us out of Egypt to bring us here to perish? You should have left us in Egypt where we were eating uh, or cucumbers. Yeah, we should have left us there where we were eating leeks in, 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 in Egypt. Have you brought us out to die here? Sometimes when you are following God, you are going to find yourself pressed between the rock and the hard place. You are going to find yourself facing difficult circumstances. But I've come to tell you this morning, do not despair. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. The Lord is with you. The Lord has not forsaken you. The Lord says unto Moses, what do you have in your hand? And he says, I have a rod. He says, lift up the rod and he lifts the rod and he begins the children of Israel begin to walk on dry ground I've come to tell you this morning you are going to walk on dry ground you are going to defy all odds because you are a child of God hallelujah one time an old lady was sitting in a congregation and this pastor began to preach about this story and says now the children of Israel crossed Egypt, across the Red Sea, and they went to the other side, and the, and the, and the Egyptians were drowned. Then another person said, no, 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 I want to tell you this. It was in the time of drought that the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea. It was at a time when the waters were shallow. There was no miracle that happened. But this old lady began to praise the Lord. She said, hallelujah. Then they said, why did you shout hallelujah? Then the woman said, because my God drowned the armies of Egypt in shallow deep waters. I've come to tell you, when God is determined to bless you, the miracle is irrefutable. The miracle is undeniable. They might bring signs to try and explain your blessing. But signs will fall short. It will not refute what God is doing in your life. You will be the the first in your family to get that wedding. You'll be the first in your family to own a business in this nation. Yes, this ministry will go higher. Will go higher. Will defy odds. Will defy odds. Will defy obstacles. When odds are stacked against us, we'll stand on the promises of God. We'll do what we are called to do. We'll serve the Lord. We'll pray like Daniel three times the day facing Jerusalem who say who suddenly seek our God. Hallelujah. Now when Daniel knew the decree had been signed, he went home. 
in the upper room. Hallelujah. As a child of God, we have got to have an upper room. We have got to have a place that when all things are going wrong, we can say, you know what, I can turn to that room. Because there I have an altar of prayer. There I can call to God and he will answer me. Daniel, when all things, his world was falling apart, he knew where to go. Where do you go when your world is falling apart? Daniel did not consult man. He went to the God of his creation. The God his maker. The maker of heaven and earth. And he said, Daddy, look at what they are doing to me. Hallelujah. Where do you go when life doesn't make sense? What do you do when all, when the, when all the wheels are falling off the wagon? What do you do? What do you do? Daniel went into the upper room. He had a place of fellowship with God. He had a place where he would meet with God. Hallelujah. He had an altar in his house. And he got there and he kneeled. And he said, Father, my seal, my fate has been certainly sealed. They've buried me when I'm still alive. They've put a grave for me. And they've written, Daniel, lived from this year to that year. They've put a time frame. And they've said, you are a dead body. And the Lord said, do not fear. Hallelujah. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying. And making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed, hallelujah, a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the lions as lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true according to the law of the what? The Medes and the Persians. There are laws that govern the out end outcome of a certain thing. There are laws that govern, hallelujah, how things operate. And that law said Daniel's fate was sealed. So they answered and said before the king, that Daniel, that Daniel who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, that makes his petitions three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself. And he set on his heart to deliver and labored till the going down of the sun to deliver. But something happened. Have you ever gone to that place where you are almost about to fail <laughs> That's where the king found himself in. He is at a place where he can almost change the destiny of things. But there is something that constrains. There is something that forbids him to change it. Hallelujah. There is in his heart, he is the king. He is the one that signed the decree. He is the one that whose signature is on the decree that whosoever worships. But there is something that is constraining him. He is bound by law. He is bound by, by the authority, by his authority. Hallelujah. By law that says as a king, you cannot easily just change your mind. You cannot just be a fickle being that doesn't know where he stands, whether he wants to kill or he wants to give life. There is something according to the law of the means that's saying that fate of Daniel has been sealed. Hallelujah. Daniel is at a place where almost he can see breakthrough. Almost he can see light at the end of the tunnel. But there is something that's still blocking that 
light. There is something that's still standing in the way. Have you ever been in that place where you are saying, almost to God. I'm almost there. One more day. One more deal. One more job. One more paycheck. One more God. One more and I'm going to be on the other side. But there is something that's refusing. There is something standing in the way. There was something standing in the way of the breakthrough of Daniel. The king loved Daniel. In his heart, he loved him so much. But there was something that tied his hands. Hallelujah. There was something that tied his hands. So the king, verse 16, so the king gave the commandment and they brought Daniel. Hallelujah. And they cast him into prison for that time. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone. Now, he said there was a, a paper, a decree that was signed to, to seal the fate of Daniel. But I want you to look at the second thing. Now, they put him in the den of lions. And what do they do? They bring a big stone. And they cover the, the den of lions with it. So, in other words, He's sealed. There's one seal that has been signed that says, Daniel, you are a bad boy. Then he's, a, 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 a stone is brought low on the den of lions. It says, Daniel, you are a bad boy. If you think you are going to come out of this one, Christ has confirmed it. That's not it all. I want you to look at it and see again what happens. He would, uh, a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it. He placed a seal and said, no man in this nation is going to move this stone. Ah, yeah. If the odds had been stacked against Daniel, now they were three times stacked against him. He is in a den with lions. There is a, there, initially there was a decree that sentenced him to death when he was still alive. A stone is brought. It is placed on the on the opening of the of the den of lions. The king comes. Understand? When the king puts a seal, what has caused the king to put Daniel in the lion, even though he wants to take him out, is the seal. So there is now what a double seal, right? That seal initially was not enough, but he comes again according to the law of the Pays and the Medes. He comes and he puts a seal upon the, 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 the opening of the den of lions. And he puts the word of God says, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his Lord that the papers concerning Daniel should not be changed. Hallelujah. What are the things that have been placed to seal the destiny so that it will not be changed? What is it? Hallelujah. Irreversible, unchangeable, untamable. Seals have been placed on the tomb that Daniel's fate cannot be changed. His seal is what? His fate is sealed. It cannot be changed. Hallelujah. But I thank my God that I serve. Because he is a mighty God. Hallelujah. He is a God that defies all law. He is a God that defies all the standards of man. 
Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. And, and no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. Then the king arose early in the morning. Hallelujah. I've come to tell you, though the sorrow may last for a while, joy comes in the morning. Wait for your daybreak. Wait for your daybreak. The night will not last always. The, last, the night will short live. The night is not forever. Wait for your morning. Wait for your morning. That night when they thrust Daniel into the den of lions, that night the lions said, we don't have an appetite. They closed their mouth and says, Daniel, hi. What, what are you doing? here. Uh, exalted one of the living God. Uh, what a pleasure it is for you to visit us in the den of lions. Uh, because Daniel was of a different spirit. When you are of a different spirit, uh, the lions, they cannot digest you. When you are of a different spirit, the snare that has been set for you, yeah, you escape from it. Daniel was placed there. The lion said, Blessed one of the most high, welcome to the den of lions. Please find a seat. Find somewhere to sit. Because the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What was meant for my destruction, God will turn it around for my blessing. Oh, when that, when that trouble is coming your way, it's not meant to kill you. It's your promotion. It's meant to promote you to your next level. It's meant to carry you to the next level. I've come to tell you, your, your fate has been sealed. Daniel's fate was sealed, but not according to the law of the Medes and the patients. There is a God in heaven that said, this one serves me. This one is faithful. This one seeks me. I have got to promote him. They have to know about him. He is God. But how can I do it? I'll raise up a storm against him. Storms are meant to carry you to your destiny. Storms are meant to promote you. Storms are meant to elevate you. They are not meant for your demise. Uh, Daniel said, thank you for the storm. Thank you for my enemies. You've got to praise God for your enemies. Without your enemies, oh, Penina, oh, without your Penina, Hannah, you cannot cry for a summer. But when you face obstacles, when you face difficult situations, they push you to prayer. They push you to press on. The word of God says, and Daniel, the next morning, the king came and said, Daniel, Daniel, are you there? Daniel said, King, I am here. Tell the world you are here. Tell the naysayers, I am here. Tell, tell the obstacles, I live. I will not die. I will proclaim the illustrious works of God. What was meant for my bed, the Lord has turned it for my good. And from that day onwards, the word of God says, and the king said, bring the men. Bring all the lords whose signatures. Now there was proof. Because they had signed, 
still Daniel in the lion's den. There was proof that they said the case is finally is sealed. The king did not have to look far. He said, bring me the ribbon people. They brought it and they said, let's look at the names uh, that are written. I've come to tell you, when your enemy thinks he's destroying you, he doesn't know that he's elevating you because a servant is not greater than his master. One day, a young man was born in a manger and he came to this world a meek and humble. The word of God says he was despised among his brethren. And the word of God says, and the prince of this world, had they known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. They did it to Jesus. When Jesus came, the Bible tells me, they took him, they nailed him to the cross. They said the fate of Jesus is sealed. At one time, the centurion came back and he looked at Jesus and he said, he looks like he's dead. But I've got to make sure he's dead. He took a spear. He thrust it in the side of Jesus. Water and blood gushed out. They made sure he was dead. They made sure that he went into his grave. They they prepared a grave for him. When he was still walking, he was a dead man. He was a dead man. Because the devil, from the time Jesus was born, the word of God says Herod began to kill all the male boys. He began to slaughter them, looking for Jesus to kill him. I don't know what has been seeking to kill you. From the moment you were born, there were things obstructing you. There were snares catching you in your way. But I've come to tell you, a servant is not greater than his master. There is a destiny that the Lord had for you. My Bible tells me, had they known who they were messing with, they would not have messed with Jesus. They took him. They cast him in the tomb. And they said, bring God. Let them watch over the tomb. And make sure no one comes to steal his body. My, my, my. But they did not know that they had sent him to hell itself. And when he got to hell, he took the keys of life and death. And he took them back. And on the third day, my Bible tells me, ah, uh, he will not see, uh, let his beloved to see decay. He will not let his, his beloved to rot in the grave. Therefore, on the third day, Jesus said, I am alive. Here I am. I am alive. You are alive. You will not die. They might put seals on your grave. They might write your destiny down. But I've come to tell you, the God you save is not limited by the laws of men, by the words of men, by the standards of men. You will come out of that grave. You will come out of that seal on top because the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. His presence is with you. He will not let you see decay. He is faithful to his own. You will not die, but you will live. When they thought they were selling the fate of Mordecai, 
They took Mordecai, they built some gallows for him to hang. And men called Haman said, no, I'm, I'm annoyed by this man called Mordecai. Let's build the ice gallows of this place. Then they built the ice gallows. Then the king, the king said that, you know, he, he built this gallows. And the king said, build it for 100 years. And he said, take him and throw him in the gallows that he built. You see, the enemy never learns. The enemy never learns. Because if he knew, if he was one to learn, if he was smart enough to learn, when he messed with the builders and blocks, he would have known better. Because as Christ is sovereign Lord, Christ whom you love, which he embraced, hallelujah, he will not allow you. Hallelujah. Your faith is determined by heaven above. Your faith is determined by heaven alone. Mighty God, your faith is determined by heaven alone. Your destiny is determined by God alone. I know the plans that I have for you. There are plans for good and not for bad. There are plans for an expected end. There is an expected end that God has made for you. But you see, do you know that the word of God says that the Lord gives the increase. Ten times. Moses would go and say, Pharaoh, the Lord said, let my people go. Then the Lord said, let my people go. Then the Lord said, let my people go. Sometimes your enemies happen for a purpose. of offense, your place of offense, that there are times the Lord will close some doors because he's a special selector. Certain doors will close. Ah, Daniel, where are you? Why are you not rescuing me? I serve you on a daily basis. And Lord, you are going to close me to the den of lions. Ay, 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 ay. Ah, the Lord that we serve is sovereign. He's not like men that he should lie. He's not like the sons of men that he should change his mind. When he has purpose to bless you, he says, blessings, I will bless you. Blessings, I will bless you. The promises of God are yes and amen. They are yes and amen. Thank God. I thank God for those doors that did not open. I thank God. Hi, 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 hi. For some of those applications that were denied. <laughs> I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. For some of that resistance that I faced. Because it would not have, I would not have gotten to where God wants me to be. And I thank the Lord for the doors in future that are going to close before me. Because I will say to the Lord, I trust in you. Lord, I will say you have greater things. You have a greater plan for me. The best is yet to come. What you have in store for me, Lord. The best is yet to come. What no man has seen. What no ear has heard. Because in my own mind, I'm content with settling for him saying, it's been changed. The decree has been changed. But you see, when God elevates you, he wants the praise too. God does not want 
something that people will say, I don't know if it was God or if it was just Jonah. He wants it to be definite to where people will look at you and say, how how, 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 how did he make it? How did she make it? Tell me again. Tell me your story again. Tell me your testimony again. What is, is that true? Did you go through that? Hey, my testimony is a testimony that blesses others. God is not content for a testimony that when you tell everybody, they say that's the normal. Everybody's doing it, but God wants it. When you have been written off, when they have denied you ten times, and you say, Lord, after they denied me ten times, Lord, you made a way. When they denied me that visa, and they said, you can't have it. But Lord, I waited upon you until you made a way for me. When they said, my disease is incurable. When they said, I will go to the grave with my sickness. When they buried me, and they said, no one has been healed of cancer. No one has been healed of HIV. I looked to the Lord and said, Lord, no sickness is greater than you. I looked to the Lord and I said, Lord, no door is too hard for you to open. I looked to the Lord and I said, Lord, if you can do it for anyone, you can do it for me. If you can create the heavens and the earth, Surely you can, you can save me. You can deliver me. Let's stand up to our feet. Oh, your seal. There is a seal over your life. It is impossible for you to fail. It is impossible for you not to make it. It's impossible because there is a seal. That's beyond the seal of man. There's a seal that defies history. There's a seal that defies the ways of man. That says you will make it. You will make it. You will make it. I want you to begin to say, I will make it. I will make it. I will make it. Say, I will make it. Come on, say, I will make it. Oh, say, I will make it. Say, I will make it. Say, I will make it. Say I will make it. Say I will make it. Say I will prosper. Say I will flourish. Say I will triumph. Say I will do it. Yes, say I will do it. Say I will do it. Say it is mine. Say it is mine. Say it belongs to me. Say it is mine. Say I am a winner. Say I am a champion. Say I am an overcomer. Say, I can do it. Oh, because the Lord said you can do it. When he died on the cross and he said, Father, it is finished. It is finished. The fate has been sealed. Your fate has been sealed. I know the plans I have for you. There are plans for good. There are plans to prosper you. There are plans for an expected end. The psalmist says, as numerous as the stars of the sky, and as the sand of the seashore, so are the plans that you think towards me. 
He thinks about me. He thinks about you. make this song our prayer. Oh, I need to make it. Oh, I need to make it. Oh, I need to make it. 